Hey everyone, welcome to Operation Cultivation with me, Ariel, Christina, and Casey. That's me as in just me, Ariel. It kind of sounds like there's four people here. Um, but welcome back. We're here to cultivate some change and hopefully motivate you to stay present. That is the topic of today's conversation. Before we get into that, I kind of wanted to recap on our last show, which was on the power of purpose. And we kind of gave you guys an exercise we wanted you to do that involved, you know, getting into a meditative state, doing some reflection. Well, first some projection, you have to project yourself into the future um, and then kind of evaluate your life. And this technique was really just to motivate you to give you some drive, give you some purpose, kind of let you see what is important to you and to also see what drives you. And once I feel like once you know those two things, it really gives you a direction in life and a place to go and not just direction and because that's what you're told you're supposed to do, but direction because that's what you want to do. And that's what is going to give your life a sense of meaning, which we all are here for. Um, Casey and Christina both did the exercise. I'm really excited to announce and they're going to kind of go in and talk about it a little bit. So whichever you wants to go first. Um, oh, you, Christina. Okay. <laughs> um, so today I put the exercise together and I remember you talking about how a way to envision it is to find yourself on your deathbed, just to envision that moment in your life and where you stand at that time, emotionally and spiritually, and what you kind of hope to be your experience in life and how you had wished that you had grown and what your contributions would have been to this world in general. Um, I thought that was really sweet and for me, I've actually thought about that a lot of different times in my life. I mean, I think we all kind of do it, this little pity party that we have, <laughs> you know, like, oh, what if I died, you know, but you kind of have to think about that. You kind of have to reflect on it because it's important to know and not to be in this delusion like you're going to live forever, which a lot of us kind of go day by day and we don't recognize that we are not going to live forever and we should know that one day we're going to move on to the next experience. It's sort of aimless when you do yeah. that. Well, it's like you just got to you just got to know that at some point or another, this is the experience we're having right now. And we have to love our life and hope that we don't have too many regrets. Like mm -hmm. my dad used to always tell me, you know, be careful how many regrets you allow yourself to have because we can really only take so many in this life, you know, emotionally. So why the daddy? Yeah, I love my dad <laughs> because he did have a lot of regrets of his own, I think. And so he told me, just be mindful of what you do in your life. Try not to give yourself too many things to be hard on your heart, you know, mm -hmm. make wise make... decisions. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and so I found myself on my deathbed and I thought, you know, I would like to be at, at ease knowing that I had loving relationships with the people in my life, you know, just in general. It doesn't have to be people that you, you know really closely, but just loving. It's hard to look back and know that you might have really screwed up a relationship. You know, it's better to just think that you were as loving as you could could have been and let you let it go when it was meant to let, be let go of. A, um, That's beautiful. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, so I want to be surrounded by all of my loved ones and I hope that I can put them at peace when that time comes and let them know that I think that you're here because we loved each other very much, right? Absolutely. Um, know that I have experienced the world with an open mind because we are all so different and we have to the more we have these stigmas about each other, the harder it's going to be to get through life. You have to dodge so many bullets, you know, everywhere right. you go. It almost too, I think the two are kind of, um, I don't know how you would describe it, synonymous. Mm -hmm. Because if you live your life with this stigma, right, you put people in boxes as far as you're not being open-minded, you cannot treat them lovingly. Mm -hmm. Because the very idea of love is you accept something in its totality in exactly what it is. And when you don't approach people, things, events, occurrences with an open mind, you aren't approaching them with love because you're approaching them from a certain a stigma. A judgmental perspective, even though we don't always like look at it that way. We're judging people and that's why we don't allow ourselves to get close to them. Mm -hmm. In a sense, we either find ourselves to be better or not worthy, you know. Um and then 
I want to know that I created a really strong family, you know, people who can fucking hack it in this world. <laughs> you know, it's tough. I like that. You know, you got to get real with the world and you got to face it. And I hope that I don't hold on too tightly where I don't let that be created. Um, um, and then I came to start getting more in depth with experience. I think that's also synonymous. I wanted to have more loving experiences just with people in general. Mm-hmm. Just be kind. You're on experiences. Hmm? You're on experiences. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So I'm saying okay. like it kind of coinc- corresponds to what I already said. Gotcha. So that, and I want to travel the unknown without fear. I don't know if you guys ever think about that, but there's so many places in the world that are just fucking rad. Yeah. But so many people don't go there because, yeah, is it on your list? It's too? on my list. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's scary. That's facing fears, you know? Um, traveling the unknown, sometimes we kind of stay on the beaten path just because we are a little bit afraid when we go places and we're traveling, we kind of stick to that tour guide, you know, um, I'm going back to Yosemite at the end of July. And one thing I always want to do, which I probably won't do this time because of Lennon, um, want to keep them safe, but I've always wanted to just rough it and backpack, you know, like off the beaten trail. I think that'd be cool. Wait till he's 10. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll wait on that one. Bring some um, bear spray. I know where you can get bear some. Bear spray, for sure. <laughs> I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Hashtag Lisa. Uh, um, <laughs> spiritual connection. I really want to experience just a really, really in-depth spiritual, spiritual connection in this life. I hope that I can. I know that I can. It's just a matter of also, like you said about athletes, it's about being determined to do something. You have to have that discipline and meditating, becoming a spiritual being is also that involves that. Um, a lot of self-discipline. For mm-hmm. sure. So being a spiritual person, um, I've experienced things <clears throat> um, meditating with Casey that were just so rad, so spiritual, so out of this world. And you really have to practice at that. You have to be a spiritual being to experience those yeah. things. About spiritual exercise. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy. Um, did you want me to go through all of it? Um, you can kind of summarize. Just, I think, uh, let's go, let's do, like, things that really surprised yourself. Got it. I like that. Um, I know the growth aspect is the hardest to share. And yeah. I, I know this because I actually withheld a little bit. Is, which your, I, is yours the one that changed? Was it in the growth aspect? My growth aspects changed the most. Okay. Um, but in the last podcast we did, I mentioned a few things that I knew I needed to grow on, but I left out something specific because I just wasn't ready to share it. And I actually, in hindsight, thought later on, I did that on purpose. And, you know, that's letting your ego get the best of you. And I should have just shared and been open and vulnerable because that's what we're about here. Uh, so I do want to encourage you to show your share your growth as to the limit of your comfortability. But keep in mind that by being vulnerable, we allow other people to be vulnerable. Of course. Um, for me, I think that I just really want to grow as an empowering mom empowering person i think that it's hard for me sometimes to grasp my own strength and a lot of times i find myself faltering a little bit so let me ask you this in which ways currently are you lacking empowerment how would what skills or what attributes do you need to gain or hone in on in order to become an empowered mom or just an empowered person empowered mom i need to take my own time back for sure, because Definitely. I do believe that I, I don't want to say I give my time to everybody else because I have a job, I have a child, I have a husband, you have friends that want to see you and it's all about love. You know, people want to be in your life. You're working to provide for the people in your life, you know, but then you start to realize none of your time is based on what you'd like to do with it, you know, and that alone makes you feel almost slave-like, you know? You're just like, I'm just running on this hamster wheel to get things done for other people. Which you kind of are. Yeah, and I'm like sitting here like, where is the time for myself? Like, where do I get to do something like this here tonight on Tuesdays when we get together, on the nights that we get together for this podcast? It is a time for me to reflect and have my own personal time. But even then, I struggle with it. I struggle with going to work all day long and then coming to coming here to leave my baby at home, my husband at home for just a little while, of course, you know, but which could stem from a self-worth. Oh yeah, for sure. You do I deserve that. this. You are yes. worthy of it. 
Yeah, for sure. But it, that's, I think, something that when it comes to growth, you have to t define who you are and your own worth and how you feel about yourself and decide that you can take your own time back and start to tell people like, hey, you can wait, you know, so Absolutely. I, I'm going to be working on that. That's part of my growth process that I'm currently working on. I really um, love that. I really, really love it. Yeah, I think that's the most important part. That's what I've got for my growth because it was just a very recent acknowledgement that I had. I just started to notice it building a lot of stress in me and I was getting a lot of anxiety and I'm like, where is this stemming from? And I realized it was because of my dedication to everything else in my life. To everybody else. Everybody and else. And even though you love them and you care about them and it is by caring about people we love, you are caring for yourself. But... You can't give that ultimate love and affection to other people unless you give that ultimate love and affection to yourself. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where we start to feel a little of the anxiety. We feel torn. We feel confused. You know, we don't know which way to go. Um, and it's good that I think, uh, would you say that the exercise kind of helped you to put that into perspective? Yeah. Casey and I were just sitting at lunch today, just in the sun, putting our little things together. And I put that in there and I was like... Writing it down always helps with the realization, too. Yeah, makes it concrete. Mm -hmm. What about contributions? Contributions. Um, I remember as a very small child just wanting to really make something in this world, something that it's not only about people remembering it or recognizing it or my name being on some plaque, but like being like creating something that was, you know, like a stone in a building, you know, at least. At least I have one stone in there that I can say <laughs> I put that shit there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and something I, permanent. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to build something. You know, we all have our own individual experiences and it's not always meant about building something, but I'd like to make something, whether it be a business or a movement or something I like, like that. operation cultivation, you know, it's something I'm building and that's part of what I'd like to contribute to the world. So that's what I've got guys. Beautiful. Lovely. Miss Casey May, we would love to hear yours. Um, mine, I did a little bit differently, I think, than how you guys did it. That's fine. I think um, that's totally cool. Which is, of course, it's fine. It's perfect. It's you. <laughs> um, I'm only just going to share like three things sure. realistically here. So for experience, growth, and contribution, the way I did it was I looked at... What what do I want to have experienced, right? Mm -hmm. As I'm laying there, I'm looking back. Okay, I experienced that. That was cool. How did I grow from that experience? And then what did I take from that and apply it to my life moving forward? That's exactly how so, I did it. Okay. Yes. Perfect. On the same page. Right. Okay. Good. See? Perfect. Yeah. Right? Got it. So the first one I wrote was... Um, I lived, which you both have these too. I lived with other cultures and traveled the world. Uh, so yes. that's number one for me. And um, we all have plans to travel coming up. I plan to go to the Dominican Republic in either January, February, where I will be living with um, small children for two weeks. It's called the Love Volunteer. Um, I love that. Yeah, I signed up the same time I signed up to go do ayahuasca the same day. It was like I woke up one morning and I knew I had to do those two things. So I love that, it. You took action. Oh, for sure. You know what you we all know when it calls to you, you have to you have to pay attention to it. And that falls back into your gut instinct and where it comes from, your solar plex and ego and all of that fun stuff. We need to do one on that because me and Lewis were actually <clears throat> just talking about the power of taking action on your ideas. Yeah. And I love how you just worded it right now. That was perfect. Thank you growth <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna try and read my own writing because yes we did it today at lunch um i think it was perfect the way it happened because everything is perfect the way it's supposed to happen so my writing is very sloppy but i think i've got it my growth here i wrote learning okay so learning how to thrive as a community taking taking what I have learned from other people, applying it to set change. So basically what I'm saying is taking, it's the open mind, which you both, we talked about already too, is having an open mind and being able to go into a completely different setting, not having any expectations or intentions other than just experiencing and living. 
And when we do that, you naturally will grow. It's so true. It's, you know, inevitable that you will grow. So if you allow yourself to do that, now you have this experience, now you've grown, what do you do with it, right? My contribution here is going back to one of my purposes, which is to be a teacher, you know, um, in some fashion, healer, teacher, you know. Study so, knowledge. Right. Um, so I've got, you know, as a teacher, um, I'm able to apply, you know, you guys, I can't even read my own writing. It's in a whole other language, I swear. It says to apply the... Uh, your mind thinks faster than your hand can move. The language of love, see? Because we don't need... There's no language, right? Yes. We all speak in vibration, which turns into other shit, which turns into love. So um, I'm basically, is using your word too, I have written down the word empowerment, right? So knowledge is power. We're going to take all this and you contribute that. Um, that was one of them. Another one, which you also mentioned, is uh, I'm a mother, but with that being said, is a mother of all things. My experience of that mother, that loving mother feeling, right, to everything. I totally connect as like an earth goddess, like mother earth. That feeling of we are all one and the, the need and desire and just un conditional love for any and all right to experience that and that again is going to come with for me with my travel with an open mind um and just having that mother love it's something i've always had ingrained in me growing up i've always been the one to take care of people you know it's just nature and i think all we all have that in common yeah and that's why we're such powerful women and why we're drawn to each other because we have it we have that foundation it's our karmic like dna that draws us together you know i um, heavily believe that right yeah and so that goes to that uh with that you know again it's taking uh taking the the, the bitter end or you know oh being able to take pain and stuff because this also goes with my other one which is pain pain and experiencing love on all platforms so with love comes heartbreak mm -hmm. pain beyond all belief and ever every sense that we can imagine uh, with love also comes um the feeling of you know not self-worth doubt but also the highs and highs of it is you know just being elated like knowing somebody else just possibly cares for you that much so being able to do all that, feel those things, take the pain, teach people how to uh, recognize why we have pain. Where is that coming from? Why do we have anger? It all stems from passion, love. That's where it all comes from down. So my contribution and all of that is just, again, to make myself step aside, and this is growth, step aside and allow the message to pour through and to stop fighting it. Yeah. Um, right. I relate to that a lot. I relate to that a lot. I think we often stand in our own way. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then I'm going to stop talking in a second, but while we were warming up here, mm -hmm. I have to say this binder, I haven't looked at this binder for a couple years. Right. I mentioned it to Christina today that I have this binder as we were sitting here. I found this, uh, letter, which I won't read, but I wrote this to myself, like, it has to be 2014. Oh, wow. And what I'll let you guys read it individually, yeah. like. I don't know if you just don't want to read it or you like, feel like you long. can't. Yeah. You can read it. Oh, well, it's, I'll do, it's basically, this is insane. Let's hear <laughs> it. Let's like, hear it. We want to hear it. Dear one, you know the answer already. It resides within you. Ask for removal of ego. Step aside from it. Now is the time for you to trust that what you feel is true. Do not fear the action of your words. You are from a place of peace. Therefore, your words will be peaceful. Allow your words to hold space and power, but do not scare or back down. You are at a place of acceptance. What path you choose, acceptance or resistance, will play a path in the, a path in the action. But now this now it is not your duty. No, it is not your duty to sew the sew them back together. Speak your peace once and let it go. 
You can speak through your higher self. You know she is suffering right now and the darkness has a hold of her. We pray for her release in, in years, something in the darkness. Remember, it is not your obligation, but your responsibility. When, how, obligation to rule, you are opening the door. <laughs> I don't know. That was from your meditation? Yeah. You're speaking to, I think, your higher self. Yeah, well, 100%. And Is that crazy talk? You found it for a reason. Right. We should reflect on that in another show. Yeah. I think we definitely I, should. While we were sitting here. It just presented and itself. You were about to talk on ways to grow. And then you came across a letter mm -hmm. that, you know, sounds like you want, you were really putting the intention out into the universe. Hey, look, higher self. I know what I need to do. I'm yeah. trying to do it. Help me do it so I can grow and become this, per become more like you. So, or become more like me, we should say. Right. <laughs> well, also it just really quickly ties into something I, sh you know, the affirmation I said this morning is you have to look for messages. Mm -hmm. They're not always a hundred percent right in front of you. They present themselves in interesting ways. I just had my own little <laughs> interesting way. Yeah, I love that. And that was your mm -hmm. affirmation today. Paying yeah. attention to notes and signs. So that's my, that was my trip down memory lane. There I loved it. How did you, how did the, uh, how did the exercise make you feel? Did it, re like, was there anything that really stood out to you as far as the was surprising that you discovered? No, honestly, no. A lot of it you've reflected on already and stuff. Yeah, especially with last weekend 100 percent that's cool mm -hmm. um i did mine i actually have the date in my journal i did one back in november last year so november 26 2017 it really i did it to kind of gain some focus in my life um and it really drove the direction to start operation cultivation believe it or not is where a lot of this stemmed from so i did my exercise as well i did it today on my lunchtime too um sat under a tree got myself in this cool meditative zone and just i redid it and i hadn't read my old one but i was very much looking forward to comparing the two um this time around my experiences i wanted to list which were synonymous with the last time was to travel um, I want to go to the Amazon rainforest. I want to spend a week at sea. I want to spend a month in an ashram. I want to do a month uh, in the Greek islands. Those are a few things that really stand out and experiences I really want to have in life. I also want to submerge myself into another culture. Um, I think that goes along with the month in an ashram. I would love to spend some time in a farm in India or Costa Rica. Maybe you can get me in touch with that love program mm -hmm. you're talking about, Casey. That sounds really cool. Um, I also experience I listed, I want to help and watch people grow into a healthier, better version of themselves. Uh, something, nothing really gives me the immense joy, like seeing somebody have that aha moment or that stage in their life where they real, they make a change or a shift for the betterment of them for nothing purely, but the betterment of them. That really gives me an immense amount of joy. So I know that something in my life I want to revolve something operation cultivation is revolving around that um i want to start my own company i want financial freedom and i want to make deep connections with other human beings i definitely need to look back on my life and know that the majority of the individuals i encountered we made a deep genuine connection with and not a superficial one ways i would have to grow um I had to grow past my self-doubt and insecurities in order to fully go after my goals. We all have them. We all contain them. I love that Christina touched on breaking out of that fear, you know, and you also mentioned going into unknown situations, places with people you don't know, with zero expectations except to be there and experience, mm -hmm. you know, that is breaking through that barrier of insecurity and self-doubt. Right. Um, and I constantly and consciously try to do that. And, um, you know, I still have them, but they are diminishing by the day and it's awesome. I need to learn other languages. This isn't really a necessity. I think I more want to learn other languages, but it will help in submerging in other cultures. I definitely need to grow in that aspect. If I plan to be traveling the world, um, I need to develop an unwavering truth that I am worthy and deserving of all blessings that I am cultivating in myself at the moment. I do struggle with feeling worthy and feeling deserving 
Um, and in order to have your own company, in order to help watch other people grow, you know, without any sort of stipulation or a judgment, I guess, on them or jealousy, mm -hmm. you really need to feel self-content and worthy in what you have and where you're at right now. Um, love myself to my core. I think that goes along with that. I need to release all, my ta all attachments to people, places, and things. Um, and I've been doing that actually for a few years. It was listed on my growth stage from six months ago. That's something I've been consciously doing. I think we should all actively try to release our attachment to things and more attach our happiness to goals and achievements. Um, and I need to get rid of my thoughts of lack and replacing it with the foundation of abundance. My contributions I would like to have in the world, I wanna change, alter, create a shift in today's culture. Uh, that's a big one for me. I want to buy acres of wildlife for permanent protection. That's a huge one for me. <laughs> I like that that's, one. A, that's a really big goal of mine. That's actually whenever I feel like I can't do anything. That's my goal I bring up. Um, it's my end goal that I remind myself of. You do all of this to be able to do that. Um, which goes along with protect and improve the environment as a whole. I want to cultivate a more connected society that ties into op what Operation Cultivation is about. I want to write a book, maybe two, maybe three. <laughs> Definitely want to write a book, though. Um, about what? Actually, uh, there is a book I'm in the process of creating. I don't know if I want to leak any details on it yet, so I won't. Okay. Uh, but I also want to do a story on my life. That would also, I think, be cool. And kind of how you said you want to make something and leave something behind, Christina. I immediately thought of my book I want to write. Because for me, that's kind of like leaving down a permanent legacy of yourself, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, those were, those were my three. We're going to put all of these on our site for you to kind of look at. We definitely encourage you to do them. You have no idea the amount of impact this had for me in my life really provided me a sense of focus. I think a lot of us go through life very aimlessly and don't, we do all the motions that we think we're supposed to do. You know, we wake up, we go to work, we pick our kids up from school, we make dinner, we put them to bed. And then by the end of the day, we're so tired we want to go to sleep or we just want to veg out and watch a show and we do this day in day out 365 days a year without ever really stopping and thinking what do i want to do how do i want to give back so as opposed to you walking around aimlessly in your life and you know you go about all of these motions what i think a big not just using this exercise but what our entire network is about is just cultivating that initiative to establish what can you contribute, you know, and don't limit yourself very, just be unlimited and strive to be the best version of you. And in doing so, when you achieve that, you are going to be able to give back to the world in so many ways. And, um, I think that's really, this is like a good start. <laughs> So anyways, getting on into our topic of the evening, uh, remaining present and being aware. I want us to kind of talk about what that means to us individually a little bit. For me, it means you're not living in the future. You're not living in the past. Your mind is here. It is now. It is focusing on you know, what is literally right in front of you, not interpreting what is in front of you. Oftentimes you have a conversation with somebody and you're thinking about what they're going to say before they've said it. And a good practice to be present is to presently listen. And I think, you know, we, or do you mean that you're thinking about what you're going to say the whole time that they're thinking? Cause there's people that do that too. Yeah. That just cannot wait to talk. Oh, it's both. Right. Sometimes I think it's one or it's always one or the other. And both of those are living in the future because you're either you're not now because you're thinking about what you're going to say. Right. Or you're thinking about what they're going to say. And you're trying to kind of figure it out before they say it. And our minds do this. I mean, I don't know why they do this, but they do it. And um, or you completely tune out and you're thinking about what you had for dinner last night and how good it was. You know, mm -hmm. it, it can be one of either way. And I think. um once you feel presentness, once you feel awareness and truly, truly feel it, for me anyways, it becomes addicting. 
you know, and not addicting in a bad sense. It just becomes, you're very aware of when you're not present. You're very aware of when you're not aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you sense the shift in yourself. And I, I don't know about you guys. I know you both have felt the power of presence. And for me, I think life is best lived that way. And you learn to know yourself the most from being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, but it, you know, you can't always be present. It's you can, but you can't. No, right? you can't at all. Yeah. So it's like your mind is always going to be some sort of wondering, like unless you're some master yogi guru, you know, then you've got absolute no silence. You know, or you live in an ashram. Right. Something like that. <laughs> Our world does demand that we plan. Yeah. And that but, we reflect. So it's like. You kind of, for me, it's, uh, you know, I know, like, I know when I I want to be 100% present, Mm -hmm. and I know when I need to be 100% present, and they're not always coinciding with each other. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the battle, right? Yeah, it is. Like, that's the battle of, okay, how do you do this? For me, there's not really one true practice, honestly. No. It's, it's a... something I would love to say I've mastered one day, but even when I'm in the deepest meditation, you know, the mind wanders. I, um, the mind loves to wander. I read this section one time and it talks about being and doing. And a lot of us live, which I think correlates really well to being present. We all have our being and it's what you are regardless of what you do. You just sitting there are still you to your truest core. But what you do is different. So your being can be a saint. You know, it could do saintly things and be this physical manifestation of a saint. Or your being can do really awful things and steal from people and it can be a thief. But that's still doing. The, this being a saint is a doing. It's an action. And being a thief is a doing. It's an action. But your core being, your essence, does not go away. And no matter what you do, it's always there. And it's always residing with you. And you can do multiple things with it. But your being is always there. And what I think the present moment, and I think the biggest reason to practice, because we all know it takes practice. It is not easy. Um practicing learning how to be present so that you can apply it when you need to be or when you want to be right is learning is basically learning your being is learning your true essence and what you are who you are without anything external without any thoughts feelings um emotions and feelings are the same thing but without anything else And that I think is the biggest gift that being present, being aware gives you is really being able to tap into your true essence and your true being without any of the external factors, which in the section of Osho Book of Secrets, I know I didn't reference it, um, is referred to as your doing. Mm -hmm. And we always, I feel like we as human beings have a tendency to live in our doing and even define ourselves by our doing. I think that a really good exercise for being present Um, which I think I started to kind of play around with when I was reading the book Frequency, was she brings you back to the reality so so that you have the ability to kind of feel out other people's frequencies, feel out your own that you're feeling in this present moment. So I think it kind of brings you back to earth and in your own present physical state and emotional state, that book Frequency, like we were talking about in a couple of podcasts ago. Hashtag pick your face up. Hashtag pick your face up. Um, it is, it's really interesting to see what you can discover when you're really trying to feel out your own frequency and the other energies that you're picking up around you, because then you're really being present. You're super observant of everything that's happening around you, of different people's vibes and how it's affecting you. Because in order to understand the book, you really have to play play that out and, and actually pay attention to what's going on around you and what's affecting your own frequencies. So I think that that's a good exercise to center yourself and get back in the present moment is to 
get a feel for that day for well set an intention for that day obviously and then kind of throughout the day just check in with yourself and get a feel for what you're feeling at that moment um what you're giving off and what you're accepting um find out for for example you know you haven't really checked in with yourself for a couple of hours and now you come back to earth and you're like okay i'm solid i'm not really in a bad mood i'm i'm feeling good and then kind of absorb that that you've resonated with that and then kind of go around the room and say when you're at work you know kind of observe the situations and the people that are around you at that very moment and assess are they affecting my my own vibe my own energy and frequency um that brings you back to the present moment and it makes you very aware of what's happening around you um it helps you get centered i feel like um because then you start to recognize you start being aware of your present moment um and one quote I wanted to share with you guys really fast that I found, uh, I, I've read it before, um, you guys might have heard it. The Dalai Lama was asked what surprised him the most. Um, his response was, man, man surprises me the most because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die. And then he dies having really never lived. Love that quote. Yeah, I've heard it before and it's very powerful. I thought that was really rad because it makes total sense. And Mm -hmm. it's something we can all work on day to day for sure. The power of being present um, gives you that urgency. You know, I feel like when people live in the future, okay, it's going to sound contradicting because when you live in the present moment, you are in eternity because that is all that exists is the very now. However, when you live in the future, you're constantly planning. I relate it to if you make a date for the next day, say it's Thursday and you make a date for Friday and Thursday night, one of your best friends calls you up and is like, Hey, let's go watch a movie, a nine o'clock showing for a movie. And you're like, you know what? No, I have plans tomorrow. I really want to be well rested. Uh, I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Even though you really want to go watch this movie, right? I know these are irrelevant. Bear with me. And um, say, and this is a little morbid, but say you die in your sleep. Yeah, you didn't go to that Mm -hmm. movie. Not only did you not get to see that movie that you really wanted to go watch with your friend, right? But you were so busy planning ahead for the future that the future never even came. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that often. We plan so far in advance and we don't even enjoy where we're at right now. We're so focused on where we're going that we don't appreciate what we have. And that is um, a very big waste of time, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Obligation should be the next one because (laughs) I think obligation to other people and different and other things that we sometimes obligations to ourselves. We make these promises to ourselves. Like we are going to do certain things. So we plan so much far ahead about them that we're trying to do something for ourselves, but we're neglecting ourselves mm-hmm. in the present moment. Totally. You know? yeah. That's release my release of attachments to yeah. people, places and things. Yeah. Like just fucking wing it. Society tells us we shouldn't do that because it's rude. And yeah. It's a little rude, you know, but at the same time, it doesn't always have to be rude. Maybe sometimes you're overanalyzing the situation yeah. and you can do whatever the hell you want. And the word rude is very judgy. Yeah. Judgy. <laughs> <You're so> rude. <laughs> rude. Well, today when Christina had to remind me so kindly that it was about presence tonight, First thing, when we were sitting down this morning, because her and I decided to sit down this morning and not do our walk either and talk about what was going to go on tonight, I wrote I wrote down in the journal about being present. And I just wrote out, today I will be present and mindful of everything that's going around me. Because uh, Christina and I actually do a little prayer in the morning as well. And one of the ones that we do includes you know, to be aware of all things that are around you, you know, see the flowers, see the people, etc. Be mindful. Yes. And it is so easy to say you are going to be and then five minutes later, something happens and you're totally it's not hard. present. But I did find going back to what you were saying, checking in with yourself to validate how that does work. I found today that reminding myself, I wrote that down. Mm hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, okay. Am Which I being present? A goal slash challenge. Yeah. Right? For yourself. Like, no, I'm going to do this. 
told yeah, myself check I'm in going, with yourself every hour mm-hmm. and see how often have you been present in the past hour or yeah, two hours. like what did you notice that you didn't notice normally i guarantee you can look around your day-to-day room and be like Shit, I never noticed Sharon had a freckle under her left eyeball. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because you're so wrapped up in your bullshit for the day. You're you're fucking future tripping. That's what we call it in treatment. It's called future tripping. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. It's like, because you're so fucking worried about where you got to go and how you're going to get there that you're totally missing out on what's happening right now. Yes. So love that. Um, I related a really cool analogy that I came across is, you know, our mind wants to always wander and relating back to in the beginning of the show, Casey, you referred to love um, also emanating or stemming as a form of um, discontentment with yourself or with mm-hmm. a lack of worth, you yeah. know? And I think it's same thing with checking in to be present. Our mind is capable of both. It's capable of being present, and it's but its tendency is to think ahead. It's a survival mechanism. But there are two heads or two sides to the same coin, and your mind being the coin, <laughs> one side it could have clouds covering it all up, right? And you don't ever get to see the sky because there's just a bunch of clouds blocking it. And I think of the present moment as that blue sky behind the clouds. And your goal is to remain focused and keep your mind as the blue sky and your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your planning, you know, your reflections, all of that are just clouds. And if you can kind of think of your thoughts and emotions in that sense, not think of them as who you are and what you are but think of them more as just clouds that pass by who and what you are, you're, you're more likely to let them go on by and rather than hold on to them and keep them and create instead of a blue sky, a cloudy sky. And I read that analogy a while back. It's not my analogy by any means, um, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it, I like that. It really paints a nice visual for the difference between future tripping mm-hmm. and being present and aware. And we all want blue skies, right? Occasional cloud here and there is pretty cool, but it needs to keep floating right on That's by. That's right. I feel like people don't even think about it sometimes, you know? Like, people don't really always think that they're not physically in this moment. I don't think... I, I know that I didn't recognize it for a very long time. I remember reading something about it. it might have been in the Book of Secrets. It might have been in some other book that I was reading or article I was reading, but... I could have even read that quote by Dalai Lama and thought, (laughs) holy shit, I didn't even ever recognize that maybe my head's always somewhere else. I know I was a super spacey teenager. Um, I think we're all, like you said, we're always planning ahead. And especially when we are teenagers in school, we're constantly taught by our teachers and our peers and our, our parents, what are you going to be doing next? What are your plans for the future? What do you want to do? And it starts to become very stressful. It's a conditioning. Yeah, yeah, it's a conditioning that becomes very stressful, especially when you're a teenager, because I think that's, it's more, should we, be, we should be focusing on our growth and at our, yes. our present moment in growth. You know, we should really experience that, but we don't get to. So as adults, we've already started trying to work on what we're supposed to be doing next in quotations, you know, like at least what society said. tells you you're yeah. supposed to be doing. So we're always focusing on that, and then we get to adulthood, and we're like, okay, so we're doing that. What's next? And then we start to be like, what's next? You know, we start really getting into what's it and thinking about step? it. What's the next step? Yeah, <laughs> because now no one's telling us what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, so now we think about it even more because that's the concern. So a lot of conditioning, especially, I mean, in the United States, there's a lot of people make you believe that you have to be something because you are in the promised land. And they don't always you already are something exactly. They don't always (laughs) tell you like here. This is you as an individual, you as a person, you have your own power, make what you will. Nobody gives you that, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's really important to center yourself, be present, accept yourself, you know, realize that you are worthy and do what you do because nobody ever just wants to do what they feel like doing. Society may not tell you that, but we'll sure as hell tell you that. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, some people that one percent they do 
and that's mm-hmm. why they have whatever the hell they want and maybe they are missing things because we're all missing things in life you know but that's why they have the ability to travel the world they have all this money they have all this stuff i'm sure they're missing other aspects of their life but they also know a little bit of the secret like hey I'm going to do what I love, you know, and it's beautiful to make money and be happy doing what you love. It doesn't have to be some like corporate ideal, you know, people can actually do what they love and being present helps you discover those things, you know, discover what, I mean? what you love. Yeah, exactly. If anything, I think, you know, going back to being present really ties you into your being ties mm-hmm. into you into who you are. We grow up always being asked, what do you want to become? What do you want to be? But like you mentioned, why isn't society telling kids you're perfect as you are or you're really good at drawing or you're really funny? You know, why as you currently are? Why do, why do we focus on what they're turning into instead of just appreciating them for what they currently are right now in this state? And I think we would do so much more for our youth. I know I do this with my kids. My my oldest son focuses a lot on um, becoming being the smartest person, you know, he wants to know all about animals. And, you know, I really am trying to tell him, you already know one, you know, a lot Two, you'll never know everything. Yeah. And three, half the fun is learning. You know, you love knowing all this stuff about animals. Well, what if you knew everything? There'd be no more to learn. learn yeah. You would have no more fun. The mystery would be gone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't tell him, oh, do you want to be zoologist when you grow up? <laughs> like, no, I just simply tell him, you know a lot about animals. You must love them. Mm-hmm. And it ends there. And he goes, I do love animals. I'm going to know everything about animals. And I'm like, you go ahead, kid. You know, and I think that's empowering, you know, mm-hmm. encouraging what people already have. And uh, we definitely need to do more of that. Well, I'll, I'll, one more thing. No, go. With that, with Taya, my my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Casey. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Casey. I yeah. have a daughter named Taya. <laughs> yeah, I'm Casey. I have a daughter named Taya who is almost 21 years old. And I still write her notes every single day oh. telling her something that she does uniquely in this world that makes a difference. That is amazing. Yeah. and So she's, powerful. She doesn't keep... She's not a very like sentimental person, right? She's a Virgo, so she's not attached to shit. She's like got your goal already down. Uh, yeah, you she's know? not perfected. Like, but I tell you what, she has every single one of those notes, Aww. which is adorable. <laughs> Shout out to Taya, Taya Marie the bat, the mermaid. Taya Marie the mermaid, I love it. Yeah, the mermaid. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit. I wanted to get into some techniques. We're gonna be wrapping it up here, oh, and yeah. I wanted to kind of leave you with something to practice, you know, I'm sure you're listening to all this talk and you're like, oh, it sounds wonderful. How do I do it? Um, tell me more. Yeah, tell me more. So <laughs> one of the best techniques, I actually, a big part of my recovery, you could say, or a big part of my self-growth was getting past my depression. I suffered from manic depression and heavy social anxiety. You might not ever believe it now, getting to know me, but (laughs) I do deal with them still. um, They come up and now I just have the tools and I know how to deal with them and how to adjust them and how not to feel that way or to, you know, switch what I'm feeling. So one of my favorite techniques, especially when I'm feeling one of the, I mentioned those specifically because this technique has helped me the most with them. Um, And so what I do is, you know, I first I tune into my breathing And I literally, the thoughts in my mind are breathe in and breathing out, breathe in, breathe out. And I do this a few times for a few seconds, however long it takes you to really feel like you're in the moment and you're not thinking about, you know, that movie you watched last night or, you know, the happy hour coming up at the end of the workday or something like that. You're really just thinking purely, I am breathing right now and whether it's in or out. Once I feel very present and I'm in the moment, in order to draw myself further into it, I will focus on, you know, depending on how you're seated physically, my physical body, I'll think of my hand. My hand's rested on my leg right now. Uh, My hair is rested on my shoulders. Uh, There's a light wind touching my body because I'm sitting outside. Um, I'll kind of go through all the motions physicality-wise, and that really pulls me into my body presently. 
then I'll start to point out things. And I do it in numbers of three or five, however many it takes for you to really, you'll feel it when you feel it. I don't really know how to describe the feeling. Um, but then I'll go into my physical area and literally it'll be something like my book is on my lap or there's a cup in front of me, my pencil's sitting there, I have a yellow pencil, my notebook is blue. Um, and this is a really good technique too. You mentioned social anxiety that when you, if you have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, this is like the number one thing we, we teach people in treatment too is like being aware exactly what I you said. It. Yeah. I, works, I know right? I know the power of it. Yeah. Yes, it works. It totally works. If you have anxiety, mm-hmm. especially yeah. social anxiety, try this. I kid you not. You can even skip the breathing part if you don't want to look like a total weirdo or if you can't focus on your breathing without closing your eyes, you know, if you're a very um, visual person. But then start doing the room thing. You know, if you start feeling social anxiety, literally look around the room and just say, her shoes are purple. Her dress is blue his eyes are green he has glasses on he's wearing a tie literally like those should be your thoughts mm-hmm. not oh i wonder what the guy in the tie he's looking at me what is he thinking over here like because he's thinking the same thing you are and you know. that, but it doesn't even matter it doesn't it really doesn't because all that matters is you being there experiencing the moment gathering the information you're meant to gather processing it in the way and growing from it the way you were meant to because everything we encounter and everything we do is a part of our path and we're there for a reason. And we miss the entire message and the entire point if we're not present and aware for it. And that's how we often, I think, end up repeating cycles mm-hmm. or not really growing into our true self. Because you didn't get the full message the first time around. Yeah. And you are doomed to repeat it until you pick you're your on face a path. up. <laughs> until you pick your face up. Until you pick your face up. Um, So that's the meditation I kind of wanted to give you all to practice. I would love if you would try it, um, give it, you know, give us some feedback, leave us some comments, tell us how it made you feel, if you're going to continue to use it, or if you have any techniques that you use in your day to day to be present, definitely share those with us. We want to hear them. We want to talk about them. It's one we haven't heard of. All three of us are very open-minded and we'll definitely try it out and see how it works for us. Um, any closing statements you ladies wanted to leave? I don't know. I, I think that we got the message across pretty well. I think everybody's going to have a new train of thought because you can't unknow it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't unknow that you're not aware of its very present moment. Just, uh, yeah. Be well, be brilliant, be you, be present. I love that. Great closing statement on that. Tune in next time for our next podcast. Um, We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. (laughs)